Hello, everybody, and well, I did it again. It was louder that time, and I turned things down. I'm moving this farther away from me. Hello, everybody. Hi. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Noodles at Noon, the show that focuses on things that are not worth focusing on. I am your host, who is in a uh, new location, as you can all see on uh, the screen that you're watching us through. Um, because this is a visual medium. Hi, it's me, Ben, and we are joined, as always, by our terrific co-host, who is currently entering into his favorite season. It's Noah. It's pumpkin spice latte season. I don't care what the haters say. Oh, that's... That's all I got. That's the end of, that's, that's the, end of the I don't need to justify myself. Okay. And we are joined this week by a guest, which I promised you in the last episode. It's Brian. Hello. I'm in a new location that you can't see because my camera's not working. <laughs> yeah. All we get to see Brian is a, a little tiny disc of his face where he's standing in some woods. Um, are you in the woods? wearing a tie-dye shirt, though. Yeah, because I'm groovy. He's groovy <laughs> like that. I'm wearing a tie-dye shirt right now. Yeah. The only one Brian, who are you- is Noah. Are you actually yeah. in a new location, like from where you usually record? Me? Yes, I am in Caitlin's apartment right now. Or or I should say, girlfriend of Brian Stanley of the Journeys of Scientists podcast. <laughs> As she's better known. <laughs> As she's better known. And that brings us on to our fourth guest. It's Caitlin. Oh, she's not here. <laughs> oh, right. Right, right, right. She yeah, was that's, banned because she didn't this. like orange or pumpkin flavored Orange, <laughs> orange flavored pumpkins. <laughs> I don't like orange lattes. Dang it. Um, uh, well, thank you all so much for tuning in to Noodles at Noon. You can catch us anywhere podcasts are available, which includes our website, noodlespodcast.com. Noodlespodcast.com. And other places like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Anchor, and coming to you live this week from Spirit Halloween. There's one near you. Spooky. There is. There's one right across the street. I see. Exactly. Seen it. Yeah, there's one opening up in the upstairs of my parents' house because I moved out and Spirit Halloween has already rented out the space. You're going to throw a gorilla costume in the corner, some Among Us costumes. It's all you need. Exactly. Uh, Well, Brian, thank you so much for being here. Um, It's been a while. The last time I spoke to you, um, at least like in an auditory way, was when you were spending uh, some time in the prison room at Noah's. That is true. I escaped. I was able to relocate back to the other side of the country from Fairbanks, Alaska. (laughs) I was able to escape Noah's, you know, creeper basement. Um, Thank you for having me back, you know, a safe distance away. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Listeners, you don't know this, but when we recorded that podcast with Brian, uh, Brian's still been there. Uh, Noah had pretty much built an escape room. And it, it taken Brian about uh, six months to escape. So, uh, congratulations on earning your freedom. Thank you, thank you. Proud They're all free. physics challenges. I don't know what the problem was. <laughs> <laughs> you just had to figure out how to teleport out of the room. Like that's physics. I thought it would be easy for you. Quantum tunneling, man. If, <laughs> if someone created an escape room that was specifically designed for you, what would it entail? I don't have a good answer. You don't have a good. <laughs> I mean, it could be physics problems. I've done a physics escape room before. What's that really? like? Yeah, it was. Um, it made me feel bad. Of like, I have a degree in physics and I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, but like, 
you'd definitely be better at it than I was would have been. Yeah, it was super weird because it was at like a conference I was at. But while we're doing it, there's like the other, you know, like the escape room moderator person who's like a character, right? That, but it was like on his lunch break. So he was like just eating a Subway sandwich while we're doing this puzzle while also (laughs) facilitating, I guess. (laughs) It took you out of the vibe. It took me out of the vibe of like, we're trapped here in this lab and you were eating Subway. (laughs) Got a $5 foot long salami and provolone on a Italian herbs and cheese bread. Yeah. Back when five dollar footlongs do... only cost seven dollars instead of twelve. Yeah, the five dollar <laughs> footlongs are now, uh, thanks to inflation, like fourteen, fifteen bucks. I did do an escape room once that was like nuclear reactor themed, and so we were all trapped in this escape room, and it was really well done. Like the theming was really nice. It had all these screens and buttons and levers, and we were like trying to prevent this total nuclear meltdown, and. I spent like 90% of my time trying to open up this case. Uh, it was like a big glass case and it had a lab coat in it. And finally, with like two minutes to spare, I was able to break into the case and you like take out the lab coat and inside it just said red herring. And I just spent my entire time <laughs> trying to gain a lab coat that was going to do nothing for me, do nothing to protect me as the nuclear reactor melted down. I took a few classes in college that were like that. <laughs> Where you just take it for an entire year and you get to the end and you're like, wait a minute. This isn't useful. What what am I doing here? <laughs> I didn't I didn't need a jazz appreciation class. <laughs> I can appreciate so much jazz now. That that looks so I good know. on my resume. As a video editor, but do you appreciate jazz? We're talking about the Utah Jazz, right? Yes. <laughs> How to um, appreciate the basketball team. Fun fact about the Utah Jazz basketball team. Because um, a, f- a few of the school, a lot of the schools in Utah um, are attended by Mormons. And a lot of the attendees of these schools normally go back to college after uh, they go on their Mormon mission. For a while, the Utah Jazz, the professional basketball team in the National Basketball Association, had a younger average team age than the colleges in Utah because they were all like 21 or 22 and all of the like BYU and the University of Utah, they were all like 25 because they had just come back from their Mormon missions. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Again, random fun fact about the Utah Jazz <laughs> that I know for some reason. <laughs> well, Ben, you mentioned being in a different space this week, and I can see that. And I'm going to pretend I don't know why you're in a different space. Why are you in a different space, and where does that creepy door up above your head go? This creepy door up above my head, I'm going to address that question first, and not why I'm here. <laughs> this creepy door above my head is a crawl space where many a thing get flung to never be seen again. And someday I will end up in there. Uh, not true. Um, this room is my new room where I will be staying. It is in a friend's house. Uh, some people moved out and I moved in. And now this is where I live. And, and you I had have several... more than just a room. I do. Beyond this room, there is another room, uh, which is not yet finished. 
Uh, so we're waiting on that to get taken care of before I fully move into that. But uh, this is a basement of some friends of ours. Noah knows them as well. Um, and yeah, they're just some super great people. And I get to live in their basement now. They have two young kids who are super awesome. Um, neither of them have been on the pod. No, Brayden has been on the podcast. Yeah. Brayden was on the podcast with Austin. Um, so friend of the show, Brayden. He is now my landlord. He lords over me, literally from above, um, as I am down here. But yeah, this past Saturday, uh, we were going to re- try and record a podcast on Saturday, but literally none of the stuff needed to record a podcast was ready and available to do so. <laughs> so now we are here recording this literally on Monday. I think we're going to try and edit it and put it up this same Monday. This is going um, out today. I'm going to make it this happen. This is going out today. So this might actually be like the quickest turnaround. So when we say things like this is happening today, we mean actually it. This today. is happening today. If you yes, listen today to it today. I don't know who's going to be listening to the podcast on a Monday night on Labor Day, but if <laughs> depending you on when to it gets it put up, <laughs> depending on when it gets put up, it'll be accurate for about 20 minutes. Right. Um, but yeah, so very excited to be here. Uh, I've spent, I've been here for two nights now. So this is day three of being here. And yeah, it's great. You can see my bed there. Uh, Noah helped me move. We uh, expertly planned it to move on a Saturday because I think I may have talked about this on the podcast before, but we have some friends who have a spike ball tournament thing that's on every single Saturday. That's these friends. So now a spike ball tournament happens at my house every, th- every single Saturday, which is very <laughs> fun. Um, but we strategically planned my move right when that spike ball tournament was going on. So there'd be like 10 young adults just who happened to be here when I needed to carry my bed down some stairs. And I got a lot of free labor that way. And Noah happened to be one of the people there. So Noah, thank you so much for helping me move. It was great. I only had to take like two loads. Everybody took two loads and it was done. Yeah, and it was very have a lot fast. of stuff and there were a lot of people. So it was like the ideal move. I've been to a lot of moves a- where you show up and you're like the only person there and they have just like truckloads and truckloads of stuff to carry. But... There's nothing in boxes, and there's no one there to carry the stuff. So this was like the the complete opposite, and it was the perfect move. I'm a I'm a very simple man. I always describe. You didn't buy us pizza. That was the only thing. There was no pizza. Uh, there were donuts. There actually, yeah. Ben's mom brought donuts, yeah. which is even better than pizza. Exactly. It's like uh, pizza, but rounder and with frosting. <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> sure. Sure. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> It's their donuts are rounder in more dimensions than pizzas are. <laughs> they have more circles than a pizza. The pe- well, no, because a pizza exactly. has pepperonis potentially. That was very well, alliterative. But the donuts could have sprinkles. Pizzas Those aren't could have round, sprinkles. though. <laughs> sprinkles are round. They're cylindric. They're tubular. They're capsule. I don't know, Brian. You're a physicist. A cylind- is a cylinder round, Brian? The cylinder is a cylinder. I don't... <laughs> it's cylindrical. It's cylindrical. <laughs> but a ra- round isn't a shape. It's an attribute of a shape. There is a there is a circle in a cylinder, I suppose. It's all... Yeah, it's round. If you rolled a cylinder, it would roll because it is round. Depends how you try to roll it. True, but depends on how you try and roll a pepperoni. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I you could roll a donut better than you can roll a pizza, so there is that. That's also true. Also, pepperoni, 
basically comes in really long sprinkle shaped tubes that you then cut up that's true if you want just like an like an undoctored pepperoni it is sprinkle shaped (laughs) an undoctored pepperoni (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so that's what i've been up to recently since our last podcast just preparing for the move and then moving very excited to be here very happy to be here um and i'll check in in two months when i live with my parents again uh (laughs) brian what have you been up to since we last talked Oh, so many things. So I escaped Noah's place maybe like a week ago. Um, and so Congratulations. I, I, thank you. Thank you. Um, and now I came here. And so I'm here with uh, Caitlin, my lady friend. Of So anyway, we're like, what are we going to do this week? And as listeners of the podcast may know, on my first appearance, I talked about going to a horse show. And how I fit in with horse people. I'm essentially a cowboy. Now that you've met me in person, you definitely know that describes me perfectly, right? Right. So Caitlin and I, I apparently Caitlin had heard on the radio, there's this thing called Llama Fest. And what? There, there's a commercial about Llama Fest. And she's like, we should go to Llama Fest. And we looked it up and it's this super janky website that's just like here's some clip art from 2003 <laughs> and here's <laughs> llama fest at this horse show location thing and sort of like heck yeah let's do it they have costumes it's all sorts of stuff so we showed up on saturday so when you're listening to this immediately after it's posted today on monday like two days ago we went to llama fest it's like a horse show but with llamas and so they walk around and do llama things. And we just sat there and they had multiple different showings and events happening at the same time. But one of them was an obstacle course, which <laughs> <laughs> it looked like they just took a whole bunch of things that were laying around some people's yards and they just threw them in this arena and they're like, llamas have at it. So they had like those blue plastic kiddie pools that are filled with like balls. The llamas had to walk through that. They had to cross over like some PVC pipe, not jump over, just like walk over it. And then they had to like put it in reverse and walk up like this mini golf, like ramp. Um, (laughs) Oh, the first thing that they did in the, the, uh, I don't know why this was a part of it, but the very first thing you did, yes, you had to put a hat on the llama, and then the llama had to like like a regular like fedora or something like that, <laughs> and they like you had, you had to put it on the llama, and then you had to keep it there for like a couple seconds, and then it took it off for some reason. Some llamas loved it; others were not a fan of the hat. I was um, gonna say I don't know much about llama temperaments. Like, were they? Did they seem like they were having a good time? Or some did not. I never. <laughs> Llamas to me, I always thought were kind of mean, right? Like that. Well, that's that's what I've heard is that when you think of like a cuddly llama-like creature, you're actually thinking of an alpaca. Yes. Mm. And llamas are actually like mean, scary, big things. Yeah, they'll like spit at you and stuff. Yeah, like a camel. Yeah. So. But not. Yeah, it was weird, and they like after they were like backing up, then they had to go through like 
these pool noodles, like like almost like you're at a car wash. You just sort of walk through these horizontal pool noodles and then like go through like this weird quarantine tent. At one point, <laughs> you had to hold like an umbrella over the llama and they freaked out about that for some reason. It was very <laughs> wild. Huh. And they're like, okay. And then one of the events was just like a costume contest. So then we saw llamas in costumes. It was super odd. Like, Yeah, I'm looking at, I went to the website and found some pictures of the llama costumes here. And I, I put them in the chat and I'll put them on the website at noodlespodcast.com. Noodlespodcast.com. But I see there's like a llama dressed as a doctor, a llama dressed as Santa Claus, a llama dressed as a Dr. Seuss thing. It's pretty intense. Yeah. The Dr. Llama kind of concerns me because they gave it arms, but yes. it still has four legs. So they've created some sort of insect that I don't like. It's got a lot of legs, it's got too many legs. Yes. The pink one's kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. That was all from like a year prior. Like I took pictures. If I figure out how to do technology, I will share them. But we had to sit. Caitlin wouldn't allow me. We weren't. Katie, Caitlin wouldn't allow us to sit up close because like I was going to be snarky and make comments the entire time, which I did. <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was just a, oh man, oh, sorry, I'm trying to send pictures and my phone is freaking out. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it was super wild. Like, at no point did anyone say yeehaw. The, the, it was just an experience. We saw lots and lots of llamas. So what, you didn't even say yeehaw? Well, I said yeehaw, but that's essentially, okay. you know, every other word in my, you know, lexicon. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. That's how you just, anywhere you go, you just... Tip your cap and go, yeehaw. And that's how you address people, right? Yes, absolutely. Perfect. Yeehaw. <laughs> yeehaw. <laughs> like, in right that before we were starting, like, Noah's like, all right, we're going to record in 15 seconds. And I was like, yeehaw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all have our expressions. Brian says, yeehaw. I say, ding, ding. Uh, ben just kind of screams inaudibly. We cut it all out of the podcast. I've already, I've already screamed a few times already, and no, you, you don't get to hear it. So, no, gotta cut that. Very out. sorry. <laughs> well, wh- who? So the, so the llamas were in costumes. What was the best costumed llama that you saw while you were there? So there weren't that many. There was only, I think, six participants, but one of them was dressed up as a garden gnome. So they had a little hat on and they had mm. little, little arms, but then they put like a flower bed on it with then butterflies that flew around through, oh. flew around it. I ha- I will just say, and then Caitlin and I got in debate onto like what qu- quantifies like a costume. Cause I'm like, okay, that's a costume. And then there's one person who just put like a university of Nebraska blanket over it. And they're like, boom. And I'm like, that's not a costume. That's not a costume. My llama is dressed as the University of Nebraska. (laughs) Yeah. There was one that um, dressed up as, well, it was a Dalmatian, and then the person who was, like, walking alongside it, you know, dressed up as Corella DeVille. But then I thought that was kind of cheating because now you're putting, like, the costume really on the person as opposed to all you did was put a white sheet with some dots on a llama. I'm like, that's not creative. 
Yeah. Maybe it was the maybe it was the llama's idea. You don't you don't know that. You're right. Maybe the llama chose it. <laughs> so you're going with the, the, llama the garden gnome? I think the lawn yeah, gnome. the garden gnome was pretty good. Um I just sent a picture in the chat of a llama putting wearing a hat. This was part of the obstacle course. <laughs> That's oh. terrific. Yeah, this picture will also be on the website. Wow. That's podcast.com. Who so in uh three or four years, when you have your own uh farm and llamas and horses and just free reign to say yeehaw whenever you want. Yes. What are you gonna decorate your llama as? Ooh, what will I decorate it as? Um I think um, I think I would just put like those tragedy comedy masks, you know, in the theater and just have it <laughs> dress up as that because then you could have like a llama drama. Um, <laughs> I like llama dramas. Noah, what about you? Any good llama costume ideas? I would put mine in just like a tie dye shirt and a hat. And just be like, that's Brian. That's the Brian Llama. It's oh. Brian Llama. Yeehaw. <laughs> yeah, he says yeehaw. Uh, He's got like a cartoon bubble suspended in the air next to him that just says yeehaw. That's Brian. Ben? Oh, gee, I don't know what I would dress up a llama as, if I'm being honest. Uh, I really like ironic costumes. Maybe if I could, I could just dress up like a camel. Be like, boom, llama camel. Just put a hump on okay. it. Dress it up as an alpaca. That's what I was thinking, but then I was like, that's a little... Because alpacas are smaller than llamas. Like, I'd have to, like, cut half of its leg off. <laughs> we'll find one that already has has the legs cut off, like, from an accident, and repurpose that. Okay. Do they have, like... Uh... Oh, what's the... Refurbished llamas? Can I get a refurbished llama? That yeah, might be list- so. missing some of its leg, but it's broken, but still good. Can you just put I mean, wheels, can you... like replace their legs with wheels? <laughs> and then it's like a it's like a living chariot. <laughs> what if I bring like a Great Dane, like a big dog, but I dress it up as a llama? So that way it's a costume lump. What if nobody noticed? Yeah, I mean, how closely are they checking? I think yeah, I think this... if you go the wheel route, you have to like use the guts of an RC car so you can like steer the llama, like drive the llama around. Yes, <laughs> that's how it gets there. Yeah. Like all these people have llama carriers, but no, we just, just ride on the back of our tearing RC tearing into the stadium, like zooming around a corner, drifting like a drifting llama. That's what I want. <laughs> but then halfway, the battery just slowly dries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and someone has to come Tokyo out and just wheel the llama off stage. <laughs> Fast and Furious Tokyo Llama. That reminds me of when we went to the fair and they had a water skiing squirrel. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen the water skiing squirrel, Brian? No, I just know of it from like ESPN 8, the Ocho. <laughs> <laughs> the water skiing squirrel is exactly what you think it is. So it's cool for about 20 seconds, and then you're like, I get it. (laughs) I've seen a water skiing squirrel. And really, it's just like, hey, we're going to put a squirrel in this little boat behind the boat and tell it to not move. 
and then we're going to drive it around with an RC boat and everyone will be amazed. And then I think like the heart, the saddest part for me was, you know, they tried to build up this squirrel as a character. I can't remember what the, what his name was. Do you remember his name? No, I, I'm trying to think of it right now. It was like Clippy or Skippy it was like Sparky or, or Skippy. Yeah, it was something yeah. like that. But like, you know, something they create this e at the end. They create this illusion that, you know, the squirrel is doing all these amazing things. But then in the middle of the show, like in front of all these little children, they're like, yeah, this is actually the 12th Skippy we've had. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. What happened to the other 11? Is it death? Is it like the same lineage of Skippy like they do with school mascots? No, none of none of their squirrels are bred in captivity. They're all rescues. So that's good. They're rescuing the squirrels from whatever danger they're in and putting them into apparently greater danger because they don't seem to have very yeah. good lifespans with, with these owners. Does he wear a life jacket? Yes. Yes. Okay. I, th I, th I think I remember there being a life jacket. Yeah, I think he had a little tiny one. I don't know if it was just for show, but... Have you ever? Know. It may not have been an operational one. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever actually tried water skiing though? Like I tried it once and I was terrible at it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I could I not get above water. I think the speed might be a little different. No, That's I was true. pretty speedy. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not saying you were going slower than the squirrel. <laughs> I'm saying <laughs> the squirrel may have been good because it was attached to an RC boat. Mm -hmm. and yeah you were probably attached to a real boat right brian or was it an yeah. rc boat yeah okay <laughs> were you attached to a squirrel who was swimming the also i will say the water skis were buoyant enough to keep themselves up without the squirrel being on them like they just floated anyway oh that feels like a little bit like cheating yeah that was not my experience <laughs> no my Absolutely experience not. was just self-waterboarding myself for 20 minutes and then going i should probably stop that's, yeah, I'm gonna throw up later. I should stop. <laughs> I could never even get going because what they do is like, it was a waterboard at least that was on, and so both of your feet are on there like a snowboard, and they're like, okay, start kind of floating on your back and have your feet in front of you, and you're like, okay, so already like I'm drowning myself because my feet are floating <laughs> and then the rest of my body's sinking, and they're like, okay, we're just hold on to this this rope and then just have the boat pull you up, and I was like, great. And instead what happens is that you do that and then my board just like sinks then into the water and so it just stays in one spot and I just pivot 180, you know, it's full circle and just face plant into the water. And they're like, oh no, try again. And, but after like 10 times of face planting into the water, I'm like, I think I have a concussion. Can we stop? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, th I think that's wakeboarding instead of water skiing, which... The mission of wakeboarding is to also let go of the rope and then just ride the wake of the boat behind you, which also just seems not feasible to me, so I'll never try it. Give me a paddleboard. That's my limit. Just give me a paddleboard and a nice, calm river to go play with, and that's, that's, that's my limit. I'm good there. Yeah. You like supping? I do like, I mean, I like eating dinner, if that's what you mean. No, no, stand up paddleboard. It's sup. You gotta, you gotta oh. sup, bro. So is that what you say as you pass other people? Like, hey, sup, bro. 
bro. Yeah. Can do that. And then they get really mad at you and they try to like attack you and they like joust with their paddles. Joust with the paddles. Paddle. Yes. Love it. I would, so I would enjoy pun. that. Some paddleboard yeah, jousting. Yeah, that might be a little more fun. Well, oh, but Noah, what have you been doing? Yeah. So, I mean, I may not be super qualified to wakeboard or water ski and probably even paddleboarding for that matter. But guys... I want to show you something. This is a visual thing. Uh, the podcast listeners can't see, but I have a little pin here that says I am pallet jack trained, which means hey. I am now allowed at the local county food bank to drive the not just the hand pallet jacks because anybody can use those. I can drive the motorized ones. Oh. <gasps> And if you've never seen one step closer to being forklift certified, that's the end goal. I want to be forklift certified. I don't think they let volunteers do that, but um, basically, yeah, the, if you haven't seen a a motorized pallet jack or even a pallet jack for that matter, it's, it's just like a little forklift that uh, you can go like drive it under pallets and then you pump, pump it up, pump, pump, pump. And then it lifts the pallet like a couple inches off the ground and then you can wheel it around. And they're great. They're super useful. But the thing is, if you're doing a bunch of them, it gets kind of tiring and you have to pump a lot and it takes a long time. So they have motorized ones as well. That's just like a little simple forklift kind of thing that does the same thing. And you have a handle that you pull and push with and you can uh, like turn a little dial to move it forward and backwards automatically. And um, they had asked me recently at the food bank if I wanted to get certified in it because then I, I could be more useful to them and you know move pallets around more efficiently and things like that. So I said, sure, sign me up. I'll get pallet jack certified. And um, so I, I went to this training. It was like four hours long. <laughs> it was really long for a pretty simple piece of equipment. Um, but they told me that the forklift one is like twice as long. So I was lucky. Um, but I, I knew it was going to be a good day when I, I walked in and first of all, I was the only person there under 50 or 60. <laughs> I just walked in and I'm like, Oh, okay. This is, this is kind of cool. Like these people are all super nice. And, um, then they, they spent like the first half hour of the training trying to get the DVD to work. And that was, that was my first concern was like, Oh, this, this is on a DVD. This might be, this might be a little bit. Uh, dated this video we're going to watch and so I, fi- I finally had to show the administrator how to download vlc media player onto her computer so that they, right. she could like play the dvds because modern windows machines don't have like a dvd player included in them you have to download an application that can play dvds so we got the dvd all synced up and everything and it was on the tv and then it starts and it's in four three aspect ratio Oh, which also known as full screen. It's just a box. It doesn't take up the full width of the TV. It's just like a almost square box. I'm like, oh, this is this is going to be pretty old. <laughs> and then it starts up and it starts uh, showing like statistics of workplace accidents for 1999. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is this is an old DVD. Um and then there were certain points at the TV where it would tell you to stop and discuss it. And instead of saying, like, stop the DVD, it would say, stop the tape here and discuss. 
It had been digitized. Yeah, so the DVD was the more modern incarnation of this digitized VHS tape at one point. Um, But it it was great. I just really enjoy old training videos like that. Um, Like, you just get that that 90s crunch. I don't know what what you best describe it, but like that that kind of VHS quality, that crunchy look. Yeah. Um, the, The narrator voice is, you know, very uh, compressed and like just a lot of low end and a lot of high end. Um, It was just beautiful. It was a wonderful video. They had some great staged accidents of like two forklifts running into each other and falling over. (laughs) Uh, Was it all, was it all claymation? Yeah. It was was like watching Rudolph the red nosed reindeer, but (laughs) with forklifts. Uh, but it went really well. I, I got to take my test. Um, the questions were, were great. They were like, anyone who has seen a pallet jack is qualified to use one. True or false? And then another question. <laughs> I'm going to go with true. true. Yes, <laughs> very true. And then another question was like, it is sometimes okay to ride on the pallet while another person pushes you. True. Yes. <laughs> yes. Actually, wait, no, of course. False. Yeah. It is always okay. <laughs> Oh, it's one of those on the trick questions. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those trick questions. <laughs> um, but even even like looking at the easy questions, I started second guessing myself a little bit, and I was like, "Man, I haven't taken a test since I graduated high school, so this is this is a little yeah. scary." But I passed. I I thought some of them were trick questions uh, that weren't. They were just really straightforward. Um, I passed my physical test where I had to move a pallet from one place to another and then move it back to the first place Ooh. where it had been. And it's I, the moving it back that's the hard part. Yeah, that's true. That's where they get you. But I learned how to honk the horn. Uh, I learned how to activate the safety switch, where if you, if you back it into yourself and you get pinned against a wall, it presses in a button, and then it honks really loud and shoots back the other way. Really cool. So if you ever have an opportunity to take a motorized pallet jack certification course, Highly recommend, especially Ryan, if they I have the VHS. Let's do it. It's so yeah, because then you have competitions and you know ride on yes. each other's pallet jacks and stuff, which is always okay. Yes, always okay. It's like when you when you take the driving test and it's like if someone is driving slowly in front of you, you should a speed past them in the other lane and flip them off, or b <laughs> wait patiently for there to be another lane or something. You're just like, I think it's A, because that's what I see most people do. And <laughs> that feels like the sure, right do thing Do I want to fit in? I want to fit in yeah. in this American culture, I, so I probably want to do A. Well, I'm not a square, so I'm just going to do A. <laughs> How do you feel learning that Noah is now Pallet Jack um, certified after you've already moved? I mean, all of the giant pallets of just Purina dog food that I had moved... Um, I mean, I have like five, ten pallets of that stuff. Uh, I don't have a dog. I just sell it wholesale. I'm a drop shipper for dog food. And uh, it would have been nice, but he just uh, didn't keep me informed. I also don't know how we would get the pallet jack down the stairs. You know, that's what you could do with your big room that you have been. Because you're pretty much comfortably living out of your, your small bedroom. And you have that big open yeah. space. You should just become like like a shipping facility where you just have maybe not dog food. Cause I think even the people upstairs would take offense at 
the odor that would probably waft up the stairs. Yeah, uh, probably. Like, but you could like, have you could have pallets of you know noodles at noon bucket hats. Yeah, that's <gasps> that's it. We keep all the merch at your house. We order in bulk to save on labor costs and you know product costs, and then we just sell like dozens and dozens of bucket hats to each person. And I'd I'd never have to do laundry again. Because <laughs> if I just ran out of clothes, I would just I'll just grab some noodles and noon sweatpants. Just dive into the inventory. Perfect. Because no no one's buying these. I will say there is there is a spot not too far away in Denver where which is very far away from us but you know Denver yeah. just t- happened to be on my mind but there is a Purina dog food factory there is there and if you're it anywhere within a few mile yeah if you're anywhere within a few miles of that place it's like oh man it's almost unbearable well it used to be there used to be a mothball factory right next to that too really so you'd get mothball and dog food as you drove past <laughs> and right next to that was the Wonder Bread factory. So anytime you got bread, you're like, ah, yes, I can taste the Purina dog food and mothballs. Mm, not good. Not good. Jesse That's why you don't get Wonder a, Bread. We were at a concert over the summer, and we, we'd gotten there really early, so we were waiting out, like waiting for the doors to open. And all of a sudden, the wind changed, and we're like, are we near the Purina dog factory? And we were like within a mile of it. Because... <laughs> Everyone in line nice. is just like, oh, this is not good. This is not healthy. <laughs> yeah. Poor dogs. And they're always excited to eat it, too. And you're just like, man, you don't know. You don't understand how, food, how good food can be. Uh, Noah, do we have a speak pipe or any reviews or feedback that we would like to hear from? Oh, wait, we do. I'm going to click on it. We do. And I will... Uh, I will I will play it for us. I'll, I'll just tell you this. It's a minute and a half long. Exactly. <laughs> and it's from that Brian Stanley gives... of the Journeys of Scientists podcast. So I think we know who this is oh, from. Yeehaw. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is it just one really long yeehaw? Noah has yeehaw. heard this. I know Brian has heard it because he made it. I have not heard this. Ben's a cheater, cheater, pumpkin consumer. Hi, I'm Brian Stanley, and I was just trying to recreate the magic that was the last episode of the Noodles and Noon podcast that can be found on noodlespodcast.com. Noodlespodcast.com. It, it just made me so happy because Noodles and Noon has sort of been on a hiatus and kind of inconsistent, but I'm not bitter about it. But now, boom, not only was there an episode this last week, there was Ben made the big announcement to Noah saying, hey, next week, we're having another episode. Booyah. And Noah was like, what? And Noah was like, no, Ben was like, yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't tell Noah ahead of time. But not only that, Ben dropped another truth bomb. He was like, boom, um, we're going to have a guest as well. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, I get to be a guest on the News and New podcast next week. Like, I was a little surprised that, you know, Ben did ask me and be like, hey, are you even available to be a guest on next week's episode? But I, I am. Um, but, you know, since he didn't even tell Noah, I'm like, Psh, I'm in the same league as Noah. 
how cool is that so i just wanted to thank you so much for like thinking of me as like being on the guest of like can you return back into the phase of noodles and nude podcasting it really means a lot that you thought of me i can't wait to be there i look forward to hearing the details on like when we're actually going to schedule and do this i'm so excited that i get to be here and just record with my best buds in the whole wide world all right thank you so much thank you for doing everything you've done for me goodbye well, what do you know about that? Hey. After we got off is- that podcast, we were like, who's who's going to do this? Who's going to be willing to be our guest? And then this message came in. It was like, this is too perfect. Oh, I guess we got Brian Stanley to do it. The Journeys <laughs> of Scientists podcast. I thought for certain that you had someone else like lined up because I'm like, oh, this would be great <laughs> that, <laughs> that you're like, oh, you have someone else. And they're like, here I am. And then when Noah asked me, I'm like, oh, that's going to make my oh, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we, we had no, nobody in mind, actually. Um, yeah, you give I mean, us way too ideas. much credit. Yeah, th- there was not a plan. Other than recording a podcast, um, finding a guest was completely secondary to actually recording the podcast. But after you sent this, I was like, hey, we should just have him on as the guest. And Or maybe Noah said that, and we are like, okay, we'll see if we can find a time. I did not know the contents of this message until right now. So it worked out so, so beautifully. It worked out really well. Perfect. And this is great when we make promises on the podcast saying we're going to make new podcasts. Sometimes we follow through, apparently. Yep, we have proof now. Yeah, I mean, like... Because you so, didn't say it was going to be up at noon. Hall of Fame worthy. That's, exactly. <laughs> That's some baseball stats right there. Speaking Ben's language. Oh, yeah. That's, my, that's what my escape room would be. Just a bunch of random baseball stuff. Quick, who pitched the seventh inning of the third game of the World Series of 2007? Game two. For which team? You already uh, said either, the third game. Either one. You said the third game and then game two. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it was a trick question, and you passed. <laughs> it was Matt Hughes. Is that right? I know the, the Colorado Rockies were in the World Series in 2007. It may have been Matt Hughes. I don't know. I don't know that stuff. I'm not Rain Man. So, <laughs> well, sorry. Ben, you may not be an expert in uh, baseball. Actually, you are. That's, uh, but are you an expert in weird holidays? Oh, gee. Don't you know? Uh, yeah. Actually, it's been like over a year since we've played this game. <laughs> yeah, I looked it up. The last time we played this game was in November of 21. So Okay, so not um, quite a year. Yeah, not quite a year, but we're bringing it back. Months. Uh, today is a holiday. It's Labor Day. Um, we've all had really great days just going to lots of parties with all our friends, from what I hear. So, um, yeah, I have five holidays here that we may only get to three. We'll see how many we actually do. But I have some crazy holidays for the month of September that I would really like all of us to talk about and maybe find ways that we can celebrate together as a Noodles podcast community. Yeehaw. So with <laughs> Yeehaw. So with that in mind, uh we will go to the first holiday. This is September second. Uh Brian, you're gonna get to go first as our special guest. Um so you have to tell me what the name of this holiday is. So September second. While most Hang on days a 
Wait, I need to share something. Okay. <laughs> In game three of the 2007 World Series, the pitcher who pitched the seventh inning for the Colorado Rockies was Matt Herges, which is who I meant when I said Matt Hughes. <laughs> I just got wow. Herges and Hughes confused. Do we That's accept that, Brian? That's also what I meant when I didn't say anything. <laughs> Brian was thinking Matt Herges. I will send but... a screenshot. All right, Ben's an expert. Ben wins the first game being <laughs> baseball trivia with Ben. <laughs> All right, uh, Brian. While most days you'd be advised to keep a level head, that rule might be loosened on September 2nd. Hey, okay. So, level head. I, I think of, and then loosen, I think of screws. So I'm going to say it's uh, National Construction Day because you want to keep things level. But every now and then you just want to like hang loose, man. Um, so you just you know undo those screws on those shelves and just let everything fall as they may. So I'm going to Construction Day. All right, yeah, get some construction on September 2nd. That's a good idea, uh, Ben. Wouldn't that be Deconstruction Day though? If you're loosening the screws? Well, then say the opposite Ooh. when I say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, then... <laughs> um, keep a level head and loosen. So something about not having a level head. Um, so I'm going to do National Lose Your Mind Day. All right. We have National. Brian, do you want to change to Deconstruction Day? Yes. All right. <laughs> Brian says Deconstruction Day. Ben says Lose Your Mind Day. September 2nd, as we all know, is Beheading Day. Oh. The day that we celebrate okay. beheadings, I guess. So I meant lose your mind in a very literal sense. <laughs> as I... it de disconnects from the rest of your body. I mean, if you don't pay attention to those 90s OSHA, you know, workplace videos, you would also lose your head on Deconstruction Day. That's true. That's a good point. Uh, yeah, so this day... Um, wow, it doesn't actually does say why. does Deconstruction Day fall on the church calendar? Is it before or after Pentecost? I don't know. Is that a real day? No, it's, it oh, okay. was a joke. It was a, it was a deconstruction joke. It's like, I don't know. There's so many church calendar days. That, that might, I believe it. We could introduce that. Um, okay, I just like, I went to the website to figure out where this holiday comes from. And it just says, we can't imagine why someone would create this day. It defies logic. It's probably a French holiday. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, if you're wondering about beheadings, look no further than the French. Yeah, then September 3rd is bowling day. <laughs> <laughs> so easy there's just so many there's an ample supply of bowling balls but it's, they don't last long september 4th is see how far you can throw a head day <laughs> get a whole week out of what we can do with these heads i'm gonna give the point to ben on that one uh, i think lose your mind and beheading i think is fairly close but uh brian you have plenty of time to come back ben i'll be back next round. week uh, ben, September 4th, don't forget to say please and thank you to your coworkers on this special holiday. Uh, is it National Be Nice to Your Coworkers Day or Be Polite to Your Coworkers Day? Um, 
Which would be hilarious that we actually have to say that. I feel like that's something HR should take care of. <laughs> Is it National HR Day? <laughs> uh, ben gave me three answers in there, so I think you have to pick I'm, one. <laughs> I'm going to roll with Be Polite to Your Coworkers Day. Be Polite to Your Coworkers Day. Brian, are you polite to your coworkers? Um, when they deserve it. <laughs> so it's conditional. That. It's conditional, conditional politeness. Yeah. Yeah. That's how we all function. Uh, what what do you was, think? What was the, the, what is this holiday? <laughs> what were the words you told me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the holiday, Brian, is, <laughs> I'll just tell you. Uh, don't forget to say please and thank you to your coworkers on September 4th. Please and thank you. Um, um, I don't know. Maybe it's like coworker like appreciation day. So you have like your desserts or your like little parties, and you're like, "Woo, thank you! Here's your evaluations. Good job. <laughs> you're fired. <laughs> Thanks for being some a of part you of the will team. be back on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> National Firing Day." All right, we have Be Polite to Your Coworkers Day or Coworker Appreciation Day. The correct answer is Bring Your Manners to Work Day. Which, I Ben, I don't know. It doesn't say on the website, but I'm guessing this is an HR-created holiday because probably it sure sounds like it. Which I didn't also, know my manners were something I could leave at home. I know. I was going to say this implies that you don't have to bring your manners to work every day. Yeah. So, I say you can just start being whatever kind of tool you want to your coworkers, except for September 4th. And September 4th was a Sunday. It's weird that it doesn't move to a day that isn't a weekend. <laughs> That's a good point. That Maybe it's intentional. Maybe it's always on a Sunday. It's on a Sunday. <laughs> so you don't have to bring your manners to work. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I think I have to give it to Ben again. But, rigged. Brian, I will figure out how to rig it in your favor so it comes down to a tie. Um, all right, next question. We'll test your, your knowledge of uh, confectionaries. September 19th. Cake. Cake day. Just say cake day. September cake day. 19th. Today is the perfect day to melt down some brown sugar and enjoy a special treat. Uh, who's going first? Is that me? Oh are. yeah, Brian. Yeah. Um. Brian, did you physicist? say it again? It was it was brown brown sugar melting. Yeah, melt down some brown sugar and enjoy a special treat on this holiday. Um. He's thinking about like the chemical compound that makes up brown sugar. Yeah. And yeah. What it what turns is into glucose. What is brown sugar? <laughs> Um, um, I don't know. It's a uh, cookie day. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You can put brown sugar in cookies. I just did that in a batch of cookies and they were pretty good. Oh, what's it? Yum, yum, All in right. my tum tum. It was so yum, yum in my tum tum. Yeehaw. It was yeehaw in my tum tum. It was yeehaw in my tum tum. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, National Cookie Day. Was that right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, ben. I feel pretty confident that melted down brown sugar gives us molasses i feel confident in that for reasons i cannot explain which you put it put in, put in cookies 
Yeah, you do. You can have molasses cookies. That's a very good point. Um, do we need a national molasses day? I'm not sure. <laughs> do we need a national beheading day? <laughs> I would throw that back at you. <laughs> I'd say. Yeah, my coworkers do. know what they did. <laughs> I- <laughs> <laughs> uh, be, be polite to your coworkers because you have to live with them for another year until the next beheading day. Right. Um, I'm gonna go with National Molasses Day. I, but it could be that I think caramel comes from normal sugar and molasses comes from brown sugar. I don't know. If, <laughs> it's like how chocolate milk comes from brown cows. Uh, but true. I'm gonna go with molasses. All right. Well, Ben. National Molasses Day. I will tell you that melting down white sugar makes caramel. Uh, And I'm Googling real quick. Uh, Molasses comes from sugar cane. Uh, It's the thick brown syrup left after removing the sugar from the juice. I don't... You can't tell me that's not brown sugar then. (laughs) Uh, What you get when you melt down brown sugar is butterscotch and today is national butterscotch pudding day so we all learned a little bit about butterscotch and caramel and what the difference is and for that i'm gonna give it to brian because i feel like i have to (laughs) i say a butterscotch cookie is a good thing yeah and ben's wasn't inherently dessert related he just said like molasses day because molasses doesn't have to be a dessert thing Cookies yeah, are I love a dessert. Eating, I love eating molasses with my hamburger. Yes. <laughs> it's a great topping. It's Just a throw great it on topping. there. Molasses by itself is absolutely nasty. Oh my gosh. It's so in, in the city where I live, or I guess uh, city where I used to live, in Fairbanks, Alaska, um, there's a big old sugar factory where they do things like remove the white sugar syrup from sugar cane. And one day in the 80s, uh, this factory exploded and molasses literally flooded the streets. Oh. And yeah. That's horrible. Which, and how do you get that up? Like, what do you do? Shovels. Oh. You just got to shovel it out of there. That's like the worst That's... flooding because it's just going to be nice and slow. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you have plenty of time to prepare. Do about it. I think, yeah. like, if that happens in my town that molasses is flooding the streets, I just move. Like, I don't, I'm not dealing with that. I'm sorry. I'm way too selfish to <laughs> clean up that mess. Yeah, you can go to the uh, museum and learn all about it. I need to do that. Well, it's a free museum. I'll take you. That brings the score to two to one, still in Ben's favor. Uh, but, Ben, maybe you can turn it around here by getting this question wrong. Ben, how well do you know President Nixon, President Richard Nixon? Remember him? He beloved, was not a crook. Beloved guy. Not a crook from what I hear. Uh, this day came to be after President Richard Nixon gave an impassioned speech about checkers. That's all I get. That's all you get. <laughs> not even a day uh, of when that is. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, I mean, September 23rd. Does that help? <laughs> Oh, it does. <laughs> September 23rd is very important in the checkers community. Uh, Richard Nixon gave a very impassioned speech about checkers. 
Yeah, as as national, all good presidents do. National, it's checkers, not chess day. Because I could see Richard Nixon getting chess and checkers confused. <laughs> <laughs> he just thought they were the same thing. That's the same Yeah, he sport. just thought they were the same thing. It's like, oh, you got a checkmate on your checkers board. Yeehaw. I'm Richard Nixon. I'm not a crook. <laughs> That's a great That's what impression. Richard Nixon That's sounds awesome. like in my mind. <laughs> checkers not chess day, is that right? Yes, it's checkers not chess day. No, you got to get the it's in there. It's checkers not chess day. It's checkers not it's chess day. No. It's <laughs> checkers not chess day. It's not checkers, it's chess day. It's checkers not chess day. <laughs> uh Brian do you, do you know anything about this holiday or this historic event? No, and even like Caitlin and I were talking about Richard Nixon earlier today, uh, but oh. this, this did not come up. Uh, Richard Milhouse Nixon. What? Milhouse? Yes. The Quaker man not, himself. Not Tollhouse? <laughs> not Tollhouse. <laughs> um, when you said Chuck Checkers, I... Um, Originally, first thing that popped in my mind was Chuck E. Cheese, and then I'm like, "That's Chuck, not Check." Uh, <laughs> but so I think it's the you know the lowlife cousin of good old Charles Entertainment Cheese, and so I'm going to say it's all the outcast. Oh, of which, sorry, tangent. <laughs> um, so we were talking about Chuck E. Cheese, good old Charles Entertainment Cheese, and apparently the backstory on him was that he is so sad because he never had a birthday party or friends, and so that is why he is hosts Chuck E. Cheese so that everyone else can be happy and have their own parties, and that's like oddly dark. <laughs> that is oddly dark. That's really it the is. Chuck E. Cheese lore. I don't. Yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> it's, it's you know why he never had a birthday party though right why he's a mouse he's, he's terrifying <laughs> yeah and they don't keep birth records of mice then i wouldn't i don't know i'm not superstitious but i would not be taunting mr chuck ecstasy cheese if i were you why'd you call him ecstasy <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's a very specific reference to a Washington Post crossword puzzle from a couple of years ago. Where yeah, Ben, the, why didn't you remember that? <laughs> the main I'm clue. Sorry, what he? Uh, the main clue, like in the middle of the crossword, or not the clue, but the answer was Chuck Ecstasy Cheese, because it, it was like a theme of taking. Like I think Richard Nixon was in it too. It was like Richard something M, like an M word Nixon. And each like middle initial was another word, and <laughs> Chuck Ecstasy Cheese was one. And now that's just the only way I can think of Chuck E. Cheese. All right. <laughs> uh, anyway, I love that reasoning—that's my favorite kind of reference. <laughs> uh, the one that takes a long time to explain. <laughs> I do. I do like my deep explanations, and I really enjoy. There's there's a lot of good like crossword drama, like. One of the recent Sunday New York Times crosswords um, was actually uh, submitted by someone who had been banned from the New York from submitting puzzles to the New York Times, but they submitted it under another name, and the pseudonym was like an anagram for something. 
and it it got accepted and it ran in the paper and it was a whole drama it's great crossword community drama is awesome i had no idea anyway it's chess not checkers uh Day. brian what, but anyway an back answer? to my answer <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I'm going to say while uh, Chuck E. Cheese is out partying, his brother Checkers is out, you know, running for president or you know a business or something like that. So I'm going to say it's National Better Brother Day. <laughs> better brother. <laughs> Wait, what does this have to do with Checkers? Wait, he's the better brother. Yeah, he's the better brother. Go oh, do something gotcha. with your life. <laughs> Brian, I will say some aspects of your story are actually shockingly close. Uh, oh. Okay, in 1952, Richard M. Nixon was a candidate for vice president of the United States, running with Dwight D. Eisenhower. Uh, basically, what happened is he had an $18,000 campaign contribution, and there's a lot of speculation that Nixon may have used some of that money for his own personal use, uh, not on the campaign. One of the uses of this money allegedly was that he bought his daughters a dog named checkers as a gift um it was up for debate i don't know it doesn't say whether he really did it or not but the point is today is dogs in politics day (laughs) as as we all know and as brian was the one who started talking about mice in politics i think it has to go to brian i know i'll accept that (laughs) So congratulations, Brian. That was well earned. Yeehaw. <laughs> Yeehaw. Uh, yeah, we're back on track. Uh, Brian, today might be a good day to ask, Brian, are you the greatest physicist to have ever lived? Absolutely. <laughs> That's his answer. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, what's, what's the day? What's the holiday? Um, wait, so is the actual thing is... What is, what is the actual description here? <laughs> Today might be a good day to ask. Brian, are you the greatest physicist to have ever lived? Alternatively, you could also ask, Ben, are you the most knowledgeable baseball savant to have ever lived? There's a website called Baseball Savant. That's very interesting. You should go on it sometime. Um... um. Oh, geez. Okay, so then that leads me to believe that it's like, are you the greatest uh, the greatest you that you could ever be? So I think this is probably like a, not necessarily like self-help, but I'm going to pump myself up, like just pull myself up by my, my bootstraps. Yeehaw, I, I can do this. I am the best me that is out there. So it's probably, I'm just going to say it's me day. It's me day. Not it's Brian Stanley day. Just it's me day. It's yeah. me day. Cause we're all a me to ourselves. That's true. Oh. And you include that it's right. Cause Ben got all bent out of shape it's... when I didn't include the it's. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> the it's was important, man. Uh, Ben, uh, what do you think? Can you, today would be a good day to ask. Brian, are you the greatest physicist to have ever lived? So Brian would ask that of himself? No, anybody could ask Brian that question. Because I I was with Brian. It seemed like a very introspective activity. Um, 
Gee, I don't know. Uh, this is a tough one. I left this one really open ended. You did. I mean, I mean, you're passionate. It is kind of uh, disappointing that, like, Brian, are you the best physicist ever? Ben, do you know the most random crap about baseball? <laughs> <laughs> these, are, these are the two. These are the two ways we define ourselves. Right, Ben, are you um, the most creative TikTok editor? No. Um, <laughs> I genuinely, like, don't know. Is it national? What are you good at day? Like, right. just asking people what or national. Well, no, physics isn't a hobby. Is physics your hobby, Brian? No, but I'm the best at it. <laughs> All right. I'm going to give you both another chance by changing the description. You're both way off. I'll tell you that. So I'm going to change the question to... Well, that's your fault. (laughs) (laughs) Today might be a good day to ask, is the sky red? Back to Brian. I don't... Help me at all. (laughs) Uh, Help me. Is it opposite day? Are you trying to imply that the sky is not red and that I'm not the greatest physicist of all time? Is this a slight? That's what I think he's trying to do. (laughs) That's what I think he's trying to do. No. Or maybe we'll see. I don't know. That's up to you to decide. Mm. I think it's. Yeah, I think it's a. I think it's opposite day. All right, Brian says opposite day. Ben, I think Ben knows it. He's got it. I can see it in his eyes. Is it national... See it right there. It's opposite day. He doesn't think Ben has it. <laughs> is, it is it national, like, ask a question where the answer is no day? <laughs> All right. September 28th. I don't think I gave you the date. Is ask a stupid question day. I almost said that. Which means I have to, I give it to Ben. Uh, And by a stupid question, when I say, Brian, are you the greatest physicist to have ever lived? What I mean is, of course you're the greatest physicist to have ever lived. That's a question not even worth asking. (laughs) That's, that's just Noah trying to save face right there. (laughs) You're on on some thin water over there. Yeah. It's melted ice. And I meant for this game to end so positively and encouragingly. Like Brian's so smart, Ben's so this smart. This ain't K Love. This is not. <laughs> this is not shaping up at all to be what it used to be. Ben, you win the game. Yay! <laughs> what do you have to say for yourself? Um, I mean, I'm not the most baseball savantiest person. So I guess. There are many more people who invest more time and energy into knowing baseball stuff. But Ben uh, has a life. I have a life. Thank you very much. (laughs) Uh, And a podcast. And a podcast. Rarely do those two things go together. But trying to think of any other stupid questions to ask. But uh, here's a stupid question. Brian, did you have a good time on our podcast today? Absolutely. Thank you. Oh, good. (laughs) Uh, do you have anything you would like to say to our viewers uh, slash listeners, Mr. Brian Stanley? Just want to say thank you for having me back again. I'm happy to. I'm so happy to 
build up my appearance list. It's my goal to try to pass whoever is ahead of me in, in podcast appearances. I know I have a way to go, and I know I haven't listened to every episode, but I, I am so happy to break this record. <laughs> I'm sure I'm close, and <laughs> I will eliminate those in my way. Um, you can listen to the Journeys of Scientists podcast that I host wherever podcasts are found. Uh, Which now sure has more episodes than Noodles at Noon. It does. He caught falling us. down. Caught you. It was a glorious day. It, I had been following like every single week. I'm like, oh, I'm one bit closer. How far away? <laughs> <laughs> That's the main reason I wanted to do a podcast this week is so that we don't far, fall too far behind. Yeah. Yeah. Because I probably fart. won't have one this week. <laughs> yes. We're catching up. Then we gonna, need to just take he, a week off and just knock out 20 episodes in a week. Sure. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, congratulations to me for winning. Thank you so much to Noah for putting together that game. Thank you so much for Brian for being here and spending some time with us. And thank you all so much for listening. You guys are the true winners because we're all winners here at Noodles at Noon. So thank you so much. Um, shout out to the people in our fantasy football league. Uh, can't wait to get that started. Um, Brian, you're going down. Noah, you're going down. I'm just Michael, trying to keep my team out of prison. He's, he he has the most people convicted of a felony on his team. So that's fun. <laughs> and we will see you all next time. Goodbye. <laughs>